Hi friends, welcome back to another mini episode of Better Things. Um, so I've been reading the book of Esther and simultaneously, hello, I feel like God has been talking to me about what it looks like for me to guard my heart. Um, this was not the reason for reading the book of Esther, but I stumbled across um, a verse that really stuck out to me in pertaining to guarding um, my heart. So anyway, um, if you've never read Esther, please look it up and read it. It's a great book, um, but I'm going to be specifically talking about Haman. We know that Haman is our bad guy in the book of Esther, right? So um, if we turn to chapter 5, verse 9, um, it says, And Haman went out that day joyful and glad of heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, that he neither rose nor trembled before him, he was filled with wrath against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home, and he sent and brought his friends and his wife, Zeresh. And Haman recounted to them the splendor of his riches, the number of his sons, all the promotions with which the king had honored him, and how he had advanced him above the officials and the servants of the king. Then Haman said, Even Queen Esther let no one but me come with the king to the feast she prepared. And tomorrow also I am invited by her together with the king. Yet all this is worth nothing to me, so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Then his wife Zeresh and all his friends said to him, Let a gallows fifty cubits high be made, and in the morning tell the king to have Mordecai hanged upon it. Then go joyfully with the king to the feast. This idea pleased Haman, and he had the gallows made. Okay, so there's a lot going on in this story, but basically Haman has been exalted above, you know, all these other people in the king's court, like the scripture just read. And Haman has probably one of the biggest egos, right? Like he's, this man has a balloon head. His head is probably like the size of like, I don't know, a boulder. Okay, so he's walking around thinking that everybody needs to like bow down to him and everybody is doing that except for Mordecai right so mordecai is not bowing down to him because he's like you're not my god whatever like you know mordecai is a jew um so haman is like pissed off because he's like why won't you bow down to me so um one of the things that i kind of noticed was like um the scripture in chapter nine says haman went out that day joyful and glad of heart this was after coming back from the banquet that esther um and the king and Haman had together, which ironically is about to be the downfall of Haman, but whatever. Um, so Haman's over here thinking like, oh yeah, like I'm in like with the in crowd, I'm so important. Um, and like he's going home, right? So he goes home, then he sees Mordecai. So now all that like joy, that glee that he was feeling about how he's so important is worth nothing to him because um he sees somebody that essentially like is not doing what everybody else is doing for him like he's he's not he's not being exalted by this person and it rubs him in the wrong way in fact he hates mordecai um, and so even as as Haman is telling his wife and all his friends you know he says like i'm like, it's great that, like, look at all this stuff I got, but, like, still, Haman is, I mean, Mordecai is not doing what he needs to be doing. Like, he's not bowing down to me. 
Um, and he crafts this plan to like kill Mordecai. Um, but I think it's so interesting because it's just like all of these great things are happening to Haman and because his heart is just so hardened, his heart is just so unsatisfied, like he wants more and more and more. Um, like he can't really accept the fact that like he is already being highly valued, right? Um, and obviously there's like more to the story, but Haman's heart really leads him to destruction. Um, and I think this is something that like, maybe not to this absolute extent, um, but it has happened so many times. Like how many times in my life has my heart, like not being content in my heart, not protecting my heart, not remembering the things that God has done for me how many times has that led me to destruction how many times have I said thanks God but thanks God I'm so great I'm so happy about this maybe you could do the same thing in this like it's it's and it's not even out of like a thanksgiving it's out of like a okay now on to the next on to the next um and even sometimes I think that I can take my desires outside of the will of God and that leads me to destruction, right? That leads me to wanting things that, um, you know, I don't need, wanting things that were never for me. Um, and, you know, I think it just really complicates <laughs> my life. Um, but yeah, when I was just reading that, I, I was really thinking about, wow, like, it's so crazy how because Haman couldn't be content he couldn't see the honor that the king was like bestowing upon him because he couldn't be content in that and find peace in that knowing that he was noticed and honored by the king of his land right because he just wanted more and more and more and more and more it led him it led him to his ultimate demise his ultimate destruction um but yeah, I think that's just something to think about. Um, you know, our hearts can be deceitful, right? Um, and I think it's so important for us to remember to not only guard our hearts, but also like say to God, like, give me your heart. Give me your heart for my life. Give me your desires, Take mine and give me yours. I think that's so important and it's so needed. And I think that's really um, the only way that we can guard our heart. Because if I try to guard my heart by myself, I'm going to fail, right? But if I guard my heart by asking the king of kings to do it, if I trade my heart, my desires for God's heart, God's desires for this world, for my life, for his people, then that's where the protection, that's where the guidance comes in. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to leave this little note here. It's important for us to guard our hearts. There are so many other scriptures that talk about guarding our hearts um, and the importance of it. It's the wellspring of life. And um, yeah, you know, um, God dwells within us. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. And we're a temple and you know the things that we put in ultimately come out so 
I'll leave this here. Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.